It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! Yay. Uh, we're back. I've got a bad back today, so I'm on painkillers and my brain's not really working. And I'm back on coffee after some time off coffee, so my brain's working really well. So like, this might be more the well. Meg John and Justin podcast, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If I fall asleep or just say something really inane or more inane than usual, then that's why. Yes. And uh, if I'm a bit too hyper and too excited, that's why. If MJ is just on it, then just assume that's MJ being MJ. Uh, and if I just get really quiet, yeah, I've got a bad back. Right. Okay. I see. That's how it is. Yep. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about no. Yes. Right, so I guess it's the Meg John and Justin guide to know. Our guide to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've been thinking about this one for a while, haven't we? It's such an important one. Yeah. I mean, we. Uh, it is an important one. I talk about it at Bish. Um, we talked about it in our book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's all really part of consent and consent cultures. Yeah and what that means so that's some of what we're going to be talking about that's right and I guess we talk about it in a lot of general ways but we haven't like specifically written the how to go about saying no and how to go about hearing no so Mm. that's what we want to do today although there is some great resources already on Bish Mm -hmm. that do it much more like specifically Ah, really great I've just been looking at them they're amazing Ah. listeners that's Bish UK (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much so, um, yeah, we're kind of approaching this as two sides of the same coin. So it's about by saying no, but also hearing no. That's right. We kind of also want to make sure that we're approaching this on the not just individualising this and not just saying to an individual, it's your responsibility to say no. Yeah, because that can get kind of victim blamey, the idea that it's, you know, and, and a lot of assertiveness training and stuff mm. about is this like, just say no, mm. just use the word no. And actually it fails to recognise that it's relational. Yeah. That is between the two or more people that are in the situation. Mm. It's about people making it possible for somebody else to say no Mm. and they also miss that it's cultural as well that people don't actually use the word no very much in our culture which we'll we'll talk about yeah yeah so we're going to say a bit more about why it's difficult why it's important and then we're going to talk about saying no and Mm -hmm. hearing no yeah Mm -hmm. cool yeah so what should we start with yeah so to start with like I guess why it's difficult um, and you were saying before like that it's kind of self-perpetuating that mm-hmm. the fact it's hard to say mm. makes it hard to hear and the fact it's hard to hear makes it hard to say yeah yeah. I mean it's such a big word isn't it that, yeah um, that we I guess we've all internalised what it might be like to for somebody to say no to us and maybe we've had um, mm-hmm. difficult experiences of that from childhood of somebody saying yeah. no and how difficult that can be to hear and then to ask somebody mm-hmm. a question where they may say yes or no can be really difficult yeah. to because of that but I think there's that really comes back to, to that sense of rejection mm. that when we're talking about sex here you know the idea that if we were to say just somebody if they want to have sex with us and mm. they're to say no mm. that we're not just thinking oh okay that person doesn't want to have sex with me right now mm. what we're hearing is I'm a terrible person yeah. you know they don't that they're rejecting like the whole of me yeah mm-hmm. exactly and it's mm. n- and exactly and there's quite a lot going on there it might it could be that they don't want that particular kind of sex 
it mm-hmm. could be that they don't want it right now yeah it could it's it's often about the situation not necessarily about the individual yeah they it's don't want that kind of dynamic. relationship with you you know or yeah, yeah it's just in the moment that they're not actually feeling in the mood because mm. of all kinds of reasons to do with them yeah but we really hear it again it comes back down to the kind of culture we live in that mm. it's such a self-critical culture mm. that we're like primed to hear stuff as a rejection or mm. as telling us that we're somehow super flawed yeah. uh, we find it we find it really difficult to to not go there mm. um, when something seemingly bad happens and we've been taught that um, you know that someone rejecting our sexual advances is a bad thing and I guess also I mean you'll be able to say more about this mm. that it's just that that feeling of that we only get any sense of our identity through being accepted by another person like yeah person um giving you that acceptance is what we're supposed to be looking for that external validation Mm. yeah and i think uh, even worse when it comes to sex than in other areas because Mm. sex is seen as this inherent part of identity Mm. and like who we are so again that Mm. sense that sex being rejected is even worse than say a social invitation because it's again the sense is actually rejecting our whole being Mm. um as as desirable as as legitimate person Mm. you know maybe a sense that's rejecting our kind of sexuality so it's like it Mm. feels really we feel really invested in it i think Mm. and that is that you know we're talking about why it's hard to hear the no there but that's also why it's hard to say it Mm. because people are like oh my gosh that person's going to feel really rejected we can't do that you know we must do all of this emotional labor kind of around it to project that protect that person from the thing that we're scared ourselves of feeling which is that kind of rejection it's actually really quite hard to unpack the two things isn't it Mm. why it's hard to say and hard to hear that um that 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 they are connected for for yeah yeah um, and so we were saying also, like, because we live in a non-consensual culture, mm. that also makes it really hard to say mm. no. Because, again, these kind of, like, you just need to say no kind of advice mm. rege- doesn't respect the fact that actually people rarely do that in everyday yeah. life. So they did some really good research, um, a few people um, around, like, young people they did a focus group with men and a focus group with women and like in both of those focus groups people said no we'd never say even whether we're rejecting social advances or or an invitation to the pub or something mm. we'd never actually use the word no yeah we'd say i'm busy or i can't tonight you yeah. know um i've got i've got this to do i'm feeling tired nobody would actually use that word no yeah. so there's quite a danger in the advice that says use the word no <laughs> and no, it doesn't because, respect the fact people don't tend to do that because also in that research I think if mm. I'm thinking of the same research that, e- that even so, even though people don't use the word no mm. everyone re- understood that those yes. terms meant no exactly so if we start saying that all you need to do is to say no and that's what the advice is then mm. people could you know, legitimately make an argument for themselves well I'm going to wait until I hear them say no yes uh-huh. Which is where, which is one of the huge problems in sex education when people do the no means no, yes means yes. And mm-hmm. if somebody says no, then you're not allowed to have sex with them. It just doesn't. It's not helpful to people. No, because they won't be able to. You know, again, you know, think about the sexual situation. Like, is how easy is it to turn around when somebody's being like, "Oh, do you fancy?" You know, just say yeah. no. <laughs> it's not. It's not realistic. With a, with a, yeah. With a palm out in front. No. Of them. no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and ideally, you know, what we want is the whole culture to change mm. because actually 
until we get to the point where we're not actually trying to persuade people to do what mm. we want them to do is like seduce people into yeah it. seduce people mm. into it you know all of these ideas about how sex should work are a real problem here mm. and also just how we do our everyday life because like a lot of organizations it's based on trying to get people to do work they don't really want to do mm-hmm. um a lot of our social lives are like oh go on come down the pub or don't go yet you know yeah like it's it's just part and parcel of everyday life right yeah yeah so we need to change that whole culture but I guess what the podcast is about is like how can we do this given that we live in the culture that we live in I mean that's right yeah. it's about we always give like realistic advice yeah. but we have to talk about the culture because that's yeah. the, the, that's the, that's a huge part of it and we do all have mm. there are ways that we can all change the culture through different ways that we might interact with each other so well it's worth thinking about in our friendship groups for mm. example and in our in our relationship if we're in a relationship say with somebody mm. that we have sex with mm-hmm. you know how might we do this in other aspects because that will make it easier when it comes to sex mm. so I remember like a, a sort of community that I'm part of really noticing that we were you know we were arranging a regular social thing mm. um, like we had a book group and we also had like we were going for walks with each other mm. and what I really noticed is everyone was being super good on this they, mm. they were really encouraging each other to say mm. if they didn't 100% fancy it it was totally fine if somebody missed one mm. like it was almost like we'd much rather somebody didn't come mm that time then came but didn't really want to be there mm. and that that was just like the culture of that whole group mm. and I learned a lot from it because it felt like such a relief and almost every time I was like actually I'm not going to come this time I felt like I was doing a really great thing that everyone yeah. was appreciating because it made it easier for them yeah and, and none of us felt guilty about it yeah you know that that was out of the window really well it's mm. that's the thing it's possible to do in friendship groups and mm. you know down the pub how how is everyone feeling about yeah. another pint rather than yeah. another pint yeah exactly that expectation of that we're all gonna so it's you know and giving everyone an out and giving everyone options and yeah and that shows how again how relational and dynamic this is mm. because it helps so much you know like I'm thinking that like sometimes I will alternate a pint and a soft drink mm. yeah and if like I'm down the pub with you and you were to say oh do you want another of those or are you doing your mm-hmm. alternating with a soft drink thing mm-hmm. that'd probably make it a lot easier for me to say oh yeah actually mm. I would rather just have a ginger beer this this round yeah do you know what I mean yeah it does it does help because you can really get into this script again just like we have the sex script we have the pub script which yeah. is you know my internal pub script is like I should be matching pint for pint with somebody and I should be staying till closing time. Yeah. So that's... somebody else giving me a bit of a sense that it's okay not to do that would be yeah. really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and actually, um, yeah, I feel the same way, actually. That is my pub script. Yeah. And um, I think there are probably times when I do need to have a soft drink. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I should. Yeah. So maybe I should start... Um, uh, paying attention to that by myself but then I've got the kind of oh, we might edit this bit out but I've got the kind of <laughs> it's helpful I think because it shows it in another scenario right I mean the thing is is that a big part of my identity is is the pub I love the pub and I'm kind of white working class mm. man yeah and it's kind of everyone perceives that in me that I really enjoy the pub and really enjoy drinking pints of bitter yeah which I really do yes you do I can, <laughs> I can attest to that I've seen you enjoying many pints of bitter yeah but it's um but um there probably are times where I'm that there are some of those pints that I could do without probably yeah and so I guess there's a thing around people might not want to 
people for many reasons might not want to give me an out around that, but the, but maybe it might be good for me to ask people to, yeah. to give me an out around Well, that. exactly, and it shows how it is, again, it's relational, because, yeah, I feel like there is this inner pressure for me of, like, the fun, you know, the up-for-it fun thing mm. to do mm. is to match someone pint to put in pint, get drunk, yeah. stay till the end, you know, and I have to kind of intervene in that in quite an uncomfortable way mm. when I know actually that's not great for me. Mm. Um, and sometimes there's a sense of I need an excuse, like it's okay when I've just got over being ill to do that, but it might not be okay on a, mm. another night. And this is all, you know, you can see just like with our handshake kind of animation for yeah. consent, this is another really good example yeah. because it really has a similar flavor of like this pressure and this sense of how our identity is invested mm. in, you know, and, and really very similar in the sense so there's an idea that being up for it and fun mm. is the good thing mm. and anything away from that is the bad thing you know like if I'm mm. having the alternating soft drink mm. it's a bit like me saying oh let's just do oral sex tonight or something you know yeah, it's kind yeah, of like yeah. a less seen as a lesser than, than the kind of perfect script when it shouldn't be it should be just as legit to have no nothing to drink in the pub or to go to a cafe instead or Definitely. all of the options yeah so I think that's a thing as well is to is to pay is sometimes that we can say a no we can be saying a no or we should be hearing a no even if no one's saying anything yeah so to go back to the pints thing yes so if somebody's going to the bar and mm -hmm. they see that I've started drinking quite slowly yeah and that I've got you know over half a pint left they right. might know you're okay then are you Justin yeah and I'd be like yes I'm fine whereas yeah, the, te I'm... the temptation of the script is like oh I'll grab you another pint and then you'll have that you know you'll exactly. need to start hurrying up and matching the rest of us or whatever yeah exactly so like the third handshake approach to this yeah bit, like in our video we've got the three handshakes so the third, mm. the third handshake would be really paying attention to what's going on for the exactly. other person yeah and so and then actually giving them the option or just or doing what you think it is that they would rather do yeah uh, and if you get it wrong then you can correct it but yeah the, sometimes we might not even really have to say no because we should be tuning into what our bodies are doing exactly and like you can tune into that again in the pub that you know you might tune into the sense of people around the table who's you know maybe stop talking so much yeah and you could be a bit like oh does anyone want another drink or are people about ready to go home now yeah and then of course the person can say oh actually you know i'm really fancy staying for one more round but yeah. it gives them a much easier you know it'd be so easy at that point to say yeah i think you're right actually i'm i'm probably gonna head off yeah you know and you've tuned in and giving them you know and the option really yeah yeah Nice. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I could spend the whole podcast talking about pubs. Yes. I'm not even in one. It's, the, it's what, 11 o'clock in the morning? No, we're not actually in a pub at this moment. I mean, they are open. No, I'm all about the coffee right now. Uh, and, uh, which would be another, I'm sure, great analogy that we could be using. Yeah. So, so I think what we're saying now is like really seeing it as a relational thing mm. and really taking responsibility um, to make it as easy as possible for the other person or mm. people mm. Uh, to be able to say no in a way that kind of can diffuse the whole thing because it may not even end up being a no in that situation because you've already said you know instead of instead of coming on to somebody in a kind of do you want to have sex so mm. they have to say no mm. you could have laid out five different options of things that you might do yeah. and so there's no no happening there's just somebody saying yes to this or yes to that yeah. you know exploring different options exactly it becomes yeah. a very different conversation mm. um 
which is really important because again another piece of research I heard recently um, at a conference was around um, people faking orgasms mm. and I was really staggered like just how common that still is mm. that and they were talking about how gendered it is and how that women in particular can feel this massive sense of emotional labor and responsibility mm. for not hurting a guy's feelings mm. and basically they're going ahead with really unwanted sex sometimes even painful sex mm. and they're have they're faking enjoyment mm. in order to finish the the situation yeah. because they just feel like saying no would not be or or, or not doing mm, that yeah. kind of sex would just not be an, an option because it would hurt some a guy's mm. feelings and women feeling very responsible for for male feelings gosh i mean so which it, and it happens in other but it, it was interesting in that in that mm. research as well that the one woman woman relationship where they interviewed them they felt a bit less of that mm. again because it felt like there was a bit more options mm. like yeah. there was the kind of option of like oh you know you could do something to me tonight and i'm not mm. i don't need to reciprocate or mm. you know the, there were more different kinds of sex that were sort of on offer mm. so yeah it is wow. disappointing that sounds like a really depressing study I was tweeting it I was live tweeting it and just going this is really depressing yeah I can't believe how bad this still is yeah yeah there's so much in that we so, have a whole book about that though right yeah yeah enjoy and that book enjoy sex enjoy how sex, and how if, if you want to if you, if want, you to, want to if you want to I think uh, we're going to cover this in a future podcast but I think there's a thing coming up here around um, sex negativity versus sex positivity as well and how mm. things are, have switched from being possibly a sex negative culture to a sex positive yeah and how you always have to be up for it and there's yeah. the escalator but again but I guess the the issue of women faking orgasms has, has always been around so for one reason or another been around but there's again it really plays out in this way of like you must be up for it you must be you know performing fun mm. you must be performing enjoyment mm. and it's yeah again it's like a bit broader than that isn't it it's all about how only positive emotions are good emotions mm. i think again thinking about sort of the kink and bdsm world you know mm. if people are having a scene often there's an understanding that it could end in lots of ways and it might end up taking people to quite a dark place or a mm. difficult place but that could be really great. Like mm. you learn, you know, like you can have a scene where you learn something about yourself mm. by finding that you really struggled with something that happened yep. that you didn't think you were going to struggle with. Yeah. And you're like, is that a bad ending mm. to that particular event? You know, it didn't yeah. end in orgasms and everybody, you know, laughing or smiling, mm. but it ended in a like a really helpful understanding or maybe some real intimacy yeah. over, you know, somebody being able to look after somebody else when they went to a scary place. Yeah. So we really need to kind of rethink, again, that sexual script that says, you know, it's got to end in orgasm and everyone happy. I mean, definitely. Maybe we should call our book Enjoy Sex or Don't Enjoy Sex. Yeah. How, <laughs> how when, and if you do or don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah it's a good point I mean there is that thing around um, I think one of the people that we asked to review our book was saying you know why does sex always have to be yeah. enjoyable I mean we don't I guess this is we wouldn't want people to be having sex that was painful all the time or sex that was that was really a, a suffering it's it's a it's a tricky one isn't it you don't mm. you don't want people having unwanted sex at all mm. um but there is the sense that sex can be lots of different things. Yeah. You know, you can be having like an angry wank or you can have, yeah. you know, kind of 
sex that's about yeah procrastination and boredom like yeah. I guess when I when we use that word I enjoy the way I understood it was a really broad understanding of yeah. enjoy that might even encompass yeah bursting into tears or yeah. you know feeling quite angry and getting that out of your system or yeah. you know enjoy it's not just about joy <laughs> perhaps somehow yeah yeah interesting broad point there yeah um <laughs> We've had a few of those already. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about saying no. <laughs> but yeah. We haven't talked about the funds. We haven't, yeah. It's fine. Just funds, enjo- it, funds enjoys everything. Apparently, but no one's ever going to hear our impression. So, no. Shame. Shame. Anyway, moving on. Uh, just move on from that. Um, so, yeah. So, why is it important to, to say no and hear no? Be, you know, because if we don't, we are kind of perpetuating this mm. non-consensual culture, I think, and yeah. and making it even less likely that we're able to do it. Um, we can really damage somebody and we can damage our sex lives, you know, if we go about saying yes to things we don't want or mm. or encouraging other people to do that. We're going to actually make people feel a lot less sexual and a lot, a lot less like having sex in the long run. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, it, and also there's a thing there around how we need to treat ourselves self-consensually. Yeah. Consensually, uh, treat ourselves self-consensually. And, I mean, this overlaps into self-care and stuff that we've yeah. been talking about lately, but it's um, that we need to be able to start with ourselves. Like, in our book, we start with the reader and start with yeah. your, your own relationship to mm. sex, but also it's about your own relationship to yourself and some of the things that we make ourselves do and mm. if you just think about this dear listener for a minute mm. or two you might think of there might be ways that you talk about yourself or there might be things you make yourself do you wouldn't dream of making other people do yeah like you would you uh the way that we can sometimes be so critical towards ourselves and treat ourselves so mm. in such a non-consensual way that we make ourselves do things that we feel obligated to do that we would never want another person to feel obligated to do absolutely and and i think you know again because of the way our culture works we can spend an awful lot of our lives in that place so it's Mm. again it's another much wider point of like you know just thinking about how we spend our days so Mm. so non-consensual with ourselves like force yourself down the gym force yourself to eat the thing for lunch you don't really fancy because you feel like you should force yourself to do this work task even when you're not in the mood for it and actually if you just wait until later in the day you might catch yourself in a much better mood for it yeah it's really non-consensual and after all that forcing often then we just flip the other way Mm. and then we're just like oh sod it i'm just gonna go to bed i'm just gonna watch hours and hours of telly or whatever i'm just gonna eat like a load of crap because Mm. you know i've just given up because i've treated myself so badly for so long Mm. i'm just like yeah swung the other way yeah 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 this is not great um, so yeah the, in a way it's about practicing self-consent isn't it and mm. practicing it in this really important arena mm. of sex that you know like our mantra is that we're not going to do anything that we don't really want to do mm. even if we might want to do it for you know complicated mm. reasons and it might not be all about just having happy happy feels do we re- but still do we tuning in to do we really want to do this yeah 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 and, and being yeah. okay with ourselves if we find if we find out that we we thought we wanted to do a thing but realised that we didn't yeah exactly um, and that our, and that the other person needs to be okay with that too that's the mm-hmm. thing that um, 
Yeah. And as we, you know, basic con- it, it, basic consent is that your consent is an ongoing thing. Yeah. That we can start with being into a thing and not, and that's again another thing that we need to be paying attention so to. That, and that would be helpful as a framing, you know, like again, um, like framing the whole encounter with the person of mm. like, okay, you know, this is under the, under the understanding that we might start doing something and then be like, oh, actually too tired or actually, yeah. you know, this isn't for me. Yeah. But kind of, so I guess we're getting onto the saying no part. Mm. So if we're going to advise people around around saying no, well, one of the things we've already said is you might not use those words. Mm. But the first thing really is feeling into yourself. It's like mm. learning to feel what no feels like for you. Yeah. Um, and I think that gets to the sort of body stuff. It's mm. like, what is your body like mm. when it's you know I'm not sure yeah. about this maybe or really don't fancy this like learning to know what that feels like in your body mm. and almost learning to to automatically be able to say yeah and again you might help find it helpful to practice in other circumstances especially if you can get friends and people you're in relationships with on board mm. of like the you know it's the weekend you're trying to decide what to do this afternoon mm-hmm. that, that each of you can do that like mm, I'm going to really feel into the, my body and how it's like responding yeah. I'm not noticing a beaming smile on my face yeah. I'm not noticing a high energy feeling in my body yeah. when we talk about going to this museum Yeah. but when you said actually we didn't have to I felt this kind of relief yeah. of like actually I really just want to lie on the sofa you know and I guess that in order to do that you need some time as well don't yeah. you and often we might need to buy ourselves some time to really tune into it because it is so hard to tune yeah. into it. it is so hard to think about um, whether we want to do a thing or not mm. and to really examine just what it is that we want is yeah. The, it, often it's just our life's work is just trying to figure out what it is yeah. that we want to do. <laughs> yeah, this is not an easy. Somebody want, yeah. what else? What somebody else wants to do. So um, we can buy ourselves a bit of time by having like a, an expression ready or like a, a motto handy. Like let yeah. me think about that for a minute, or I'm not sure. Or and again, the other people in concern can be really helpful with that. So yeah. they definitely have. You know, somebody in my life who's always in those kind of circumstances will ask, "How how how's your body feeling?" Right? You know, and actually, yeah. in, in terms of ongoing consent, we'll ask mm. se- repeatedly, mm. "Where are you at in your body at the moment?" Mm. Just to ascertain mm. that. So, in a sense, that means I never have to say no mm. or stop because mm. what I can say is, "Oh yeah, notice I'm like completely not in my body anymore. I can't even feel it." You know, and then she yeah. would take that as okay. <laughs> let's let's like pause then at that point or. Yeah. You know, I mean, something I try to do with people is to do like percentages and give a range of options. Like, yeah. what percentage are you feeling about this or about this? Or another thing you could do is the thing we talked about in recent podcasts, where you imagine a scale without where there's plus ten, mm. very much want to do this thing, a zero, which is like not sure. Yeah. Either way, minus ten is definitely don't want to do a thing. Yeah. And so give give each other options and and to, and to ask each other to tune into. Yeah. where you are on the scale for each options that's right I think that's a great idea I guess if you're really un- unfamiliar with self doing self consent at all what you may want to do for a while is let yourself default to that and maybe defaults to a no mm. just to give yourself really give yourself that practice yeah. of like that you're really only going to do something if you're get, getting a real enthusiastic plus eight plus nine yeah. yes feeling in your body yeah um but as time goes on and you get more used to feeling into it if you know that it may be that you're more 
you know kind of there's more yeah. nuance to it yeah. but yeah certainly the better thing is to default to the no I think rather than defaulting to the yes and yeah. realising you really weren't wanting that definitely mm. and also remembering again that even no, that no matter what decision you've make, made you can change your mind and that mm. giving yourself an out all the way through but also making sure everyone else mm. is able to give you an out I think something you mentioned is really important here. You said that on Bish you have this saying of, like, if you're not for them, they're not for you. Yeah. Do you want to explain that? Well, I think it's that, um, you know, if if somebody, if you've asked somebody out, for instance, in yeah. this context, and they've said no, mm-hmm. or more likely they've said, uh, I don't really think so, or, mm, mm. you know, or, you know, yeah, whatever. But, um in that context, it's well. Well, that's actually useful information to you because yeah. it means that actually they're not really into you in that way. And would you want them to be with would, you? Yeah. Yeah. Would you want them to pretend to be interested? Yeah. To be in, to be interested in you, like so. It's kind of valuable information that actually you've. It can be really difficult at that moment to accept that you know, yeah. they don't want to do the thing that you were hoping they would want to do with you, like go on a date with them or have mm. sex or whatever. Um, but it's actually just really useful, and they've done you a favour. Yeah, and and they've um, and it's a way to move on as well. And I feel like that works the other way. So for the person saying the no, if you think really think about it, if you don't say, mm. if you go ahead with it, you have kind of colluded in that person having you know sort of making mm. you have something unwanted mm. or even non consensual, mm. and and that. And if they find out that they're going to feel de- devastated, you know, yeah. quite likely. So, you know, th- thinking about sometimes we find it really hard to look after ourselves for ourselves because mm. you say we treat ourselves so non-consensually. Mm. But if we can reframe it and think about this other person, mm. how kind is it to them to go ahead with something that we really don't want to do? Yeah, um, that's actually you know putting them in a really awful position potentially. Definitely, and they could feel really bad if they ever found out. Well, I guess that's going back to that's going back to the uh, number of women faking orgasms yeah. with men in, in sexual relationships. That we could, on the one hand, say um, if the women there can stop faking, then it's giving their partners some really important information about mm. the fact that that kind of sex doesn't do it for them. Yeah, and also that it's about the relationship and how maybe more broadly mm. they're feeling maybe. Di- um, maybe that they have less power and that they feel that they need to keep their partner happy under all at all costs yeah but also then there's the responsibility on the man having sex with somebody and and they're pretending that they need to be really trying to um, mm. offer lots of different options and and, and also be prepared of- to be with discomfort i think that's a big theme here isn't it it's mm. like somehow those women are picking up that it's not okay for that man to feel bad at all they yeah. have to protect him from feeling bad but again why have we got such a negative around feeling bad or feeling uncomfortable actually mm. it's so important in our lives to to be uncomfortable sometimes mm. and it's often got really important things to tell us mm. so again in that dynamic it'd be great if those women could could get to the point where they're able to let their partner feel uncomfortable and if the partners could get okay with the fact they might feel uncomfortable sometimes you well, know it's that emotional labor thing isn't it yeah. that, they're, that they're not a that they are not even seeing 
their own discomfort. Yeah. All they're seeing is their partner's discomfort. Yeah, yeah. Which is really Which sad. is really prioritised as well. It's like, oh, I'll, yeah. feel, I'll feel uncomfortable so somebody else doesn't have to. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of, it all comes back as well to valuing each other equally, mm. not valuing the other person way more than you, mm. and also not valuing you way more than the other person, but like mm. an equal valuing. I was just reading some bell hooks actually, and she says love is imp- impossible in situations of injustice. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think like this is kind of what she's saying. Mm. It's like if there's injustice, there can't mm. be love, and then what? There can't be consensual sex either. Yeah. Um, if somebody's valuing themselves much more than the other person, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And when you add to that all of the um, the cultural scripts around the kind of sex that we should be having, and also the inherent power dynamics that there are in different relationships because of um, mm. social inequality, um, it can make consent really difficult that's right and so the real thing is like noticing what those power imbalances are between you and another person Mm. understanding how these scripts are gendered Mm. but also how things like age and class and race can be and and disability Disability. can be in there and then you know kind of I read somebody you know said that kind of the emphasis is really on the person with the most power in any Mm. situation to make it as easy as possible for the other person to be able to say no yeah so having that conversation saying look you know recognize in this situation you know i'm in all of these positions of power that's probably going to make it hard for you to say when you don't want to do something especially because you know if you're talking to a woman well they've had that real sexual script around you know being enthusiastic and faking pleasure yeah um so you know that conversation between you of like how can we make it as easy as possible yeah yeah I mean, so much of this is is demonstrates that it's that it's not that the word no is both really big, but it's also really tiny because people yeah. rarely say yeah. no. It's very difficult to say no for all the reasons that we've talked about, and that actually it's about kind of a much broader piece around mm. um, agency and um, how we can tune into other people's um, feelings rather than our, than our own mm. and the how we might avoid discomfort and how we avoid difficult feelings yeah yeah and some feelings are okay and other feelings are not exactly and um, and about power and power dynamics and mm. and it's a it's a really <laughs> yeah taken a very simple uh, topic and question yeah. and uh, made it very big again. because we can't really separate it from all of that and I think that's <laughs> no. really helpful for people to remember when they're in yeah. those moments of like no wonder this feels really loaded and hard yeah. because it's got all of that in play yeah, you know all of that stuff but I mean there are some simpler things you know I mean the what we were asked really in, it was to sort of think about hear, how easy, how can people hear the no when somebody else mm. is you know, is saying no to them in what whatever way? Um, how can they go about hearing it? As well as how can the person do the saying of yeah. it? Yeah, mm. it's like how we don't take it personally, and how we don't yeah kind of feel that sense of rejection. And I guess the thing is, we might well feel those feelings. But one one um, bit of advice I came across in a different context that might be helpful here is like it was about um, being called out, kind of in social media mm. or in real life situations where somebody's pointing out that something you've done was say racist or sexist mm-hmm. or or whatever and um and it su- it suggested having some quite stock responses mm. um so you know because that's a classic really uncomfortable situation where yeah. you feel again as as with this you feel a bit like it's turned you into the bad guy or yeah. made you into this terrible thing mm. and what you maybe want to do is get super defensive and make it not happen yeah. and get rid of the discomfort yeah. and so 
it suggested you know practicing some just stock responses mm. that said I'm really sorry I did that or I'm going to go and learn about that yeah. thank you for your feedback yeah. I'm going to process that for a day or two mm. you know and having those to trip off the tongue mm. so that even though you're feeling all that discomfort you don't go into the the much more defensive responses in that moment yeah and you, d- doubling down so you might want to have a stock response for this like if a person says you know no I don't want to have sex or they turn around during sex and say I'm, I'm really not mm-hmm. feeling this that you have a stock response that's something like thanks so much for being able to say that mm-hmm. yeah you know I know how hard it is and I really appreciate it or something that's like can trip off the tongue yeah well Mm. that's totally cool yeah would you like a cup of tea yes yeah great and that would also buy you the time to also go into another room and and have a moment yourself to to just feel the feelings and yeah Yeah. just to process it I guess the the advice here is that as we were saying none of this is easy at all but just for that moment to yeah. give yourself a little bit of time just to notice this kind of stuff coming up exactly and then deal with it later on because later I, on because I, if we didn't have that stock response probably what's going to come out is something like oh you know or now I feel really bad or yeah. something that's going to be you know feel really hard to that person who's just done something super difficult yeah, yeah. definitely but if we've got the stock response you know similarly to the social media example it's going to like mean that our, the thing that we say is exactly what they need to hear in that moment yeah. and then we also give ourselves a bit of time mm. to feel how, how we're feeling mm-hmm. and that's another thing you can practice as well is staying learning how to stay with discomfort when yeah. you feel discomfort yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be totally fine to say the other, to the other person I'm, I just need a, a moment to kind of get out of the sexy space into a different space so I'm just going to yeah. go and grab a glass of water or go to the bathroom or something and the and it will give you uh, we've mentioned this before but it will give you a minute to kind of realise that uh, that that no might feel like it's a rejection of your entire self but yeah. it's more likely to be a rejection of a particular thing happening at a particular moment mm-hmm. lots of different variables that for some reason have made it not yeah. cool for that person and that that's chill yes and you know maybe that that's something that you might need to practice as well mm. because often we can it's easier to believe the narrative which is super self-critical rather than to believe yeah. the narrative which is more likely to be true that's right so trying to notice if we've gone into a big story in our heads yeah. and that, that's where the Pema Chodron advice of like drop the story yeah. drop the storyline can be useful can we just stay with the feeling yeah. and not feel the not keep going around the story which is really hard you know and that's why there is sort of mindfulness practices and things because they recognise you know it doesn't come easy to us mm-hmm. I think the podcast we did about triggers Mm. is helpful here as well so if people find that this situation is super triggering for Mm. them then they might want to listen to that podcast as well about how to deal with with when you're triggered yeah Mm. yeah yeah yeah. the chill out space the taking out of time yeah yeah is there anything else I mean, I think, you know, the more we can give ourselves scripts, you know, we might want to, if it's somebody we're having sex with regularly, Mm. we might want to even have more of a conversation about how we're going to deal with it when this kind of thing happens, Mm. so that we know particularly what another person's buttons are, and we can kind of help each other out, you know, so there may be that then we'd have a script for like, if we decided to to not have sex when we were going to have sex, like, are we going to have a little check-in the next day or give each other a bit of reassurance or... Yeah, there's really useful stuff. We hope in our um, our zine about this. Make your own sex manual. Yeah, um, we've got a thing about how our bodies might react when we are enjoying a thing or not re- enjoying a thing mm-hmm. to help the other person tune into us. Yes, like it can be really difficult 
sometimes because yeah we make if we sometimes there's a, a subtle difference between a pained expression because something's yeah. not feeling very comfortable and a pained looking expression or something is amazingly yeah is amazingly intense. exactly um, especially if what you like is pain yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but even uh, yeah, yeah even not yeah yeah not all pain is bad but yeah yeah not like pain that we weren't wanting yeah um, so. Um, so you might find that helpful as well to have a conversation, mm. a meta communication style conversation around. Okay, this is how my body reacts to yeah, certain yeah. situations. So definitely, um, great. So hopefully that's been useful. Yeah, my <laughs> back's killing. Oh, um, these meds. I am just like floating. Are you? I've, I don't really take medication very often. Mm. So whenever I take painkillers, I'm just like. And maybe this wasn't such a consensual podcast because nowhere along the lines did I say. How are you feeling, Justin? How's your body feeling? No, Do you fine. want to be having this conversation? No, you're tuning to me. I was, you know, okay. I'm, I'm here with you, MJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. So if you enjoyed mm. this, uh, please tell your friends. Uh, and if you haven't already, you can subscribe to us um, in your podcast app. Uh, we're at soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. We're on the Twitters at Meg John Justin or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Meg John Justin. And um, we're here you can, for your questions, as always. Yeah, if you would like someone in, and that was the result of a question. Yeah, and yeah. again, we uh, kind of broadened it out, broadened it out to, yeah. uh, for it to be about uh, something broader. But if there's a question or a subject matter mm. that you just want to, if you want to tweet us, like a few, like literally, yeah, a three-word thing of what you like yeah. to cover in a, in a podcast, we can turn it into like a topic that we can cover. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you want to ask us a specific question, something that you may be struggling with to do with sex and relationships or um, just something that you've always kind of wanted to get a bit of, uh, I hesitate to say, expert advice. like Or just like, what, what would you... Friendly, sympathetic yeah. advice. What would you just like to hear us ramble about for half an hour? Because yeah. we'll happily ramble. Or longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Or like however long that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that is um, so you can hit us up with questions via megjohnandjustin.com and so where you can also find our publications and details of our book Enjoy Sex How, When and If You Want To If You Want To So until next time Bye. Bye